0: Killer, killer, dipset, uh huh. Check my stats, man. 78 I got no. to be the best living, man. You already know. It's too uh. it's too like killer. Alex Trebek, killer. you're <laughs> in jeopardy. Uh-huh. Yes, sir, we got the recipe. Give you a tech, but nope, not a referee. Yo, yo, yo. Like, yo. Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome back. back. More specifically, to to See the ice, grab the welcome back here. to the SFG Sports Podcast. You're now tuned into episode four. I appreciate everybody that's been tuning in. All of the feedback has been great. I appreciate all of the feedback, all of the support, all of the pointers. Um, just continue to tap in continue to grow um, and help, excuse me, excuse me, and, and, and continue to help me grow um, as I pr- continue on this content journey. So uh, without further ado, let's get into it. So want to get into the NBA Finals, what's been going on there, give you a breakdown then want to get down uh, into the NFL. What happened this NFL weekend? Some of the things that I thought that stood out. Also get want to get into music. That this this past week, Friday was a really big uh, music Friday. Excuse me. A lot of projects came out, so there's a lot to get to there. Um, and that segment, as always, is going to be brought to you by Go Hard for Life Entertainment. Shout out to my guy Juice. Shout out to my guy Guru. So with that being said, we're gonna get right into it. So the NBA Finals. So we now have a series. At first, it was looking like it was gonna be a sweep. Everybody was bringing the brooms out. Everybody a lot of Lakers fans was hyping and and ready to get them out of there. But as we all saw in Game Three, Jimmy Butler said, "Not so fast, my friend." And he came out with the forty with the forty ball with the tripped up. Which was, which was big. Um, thus far, before that before that game, like I said before, this on episode episode three, we talked about it in terms of what the Lakers were going to do because Miami is a team that likes to switch defenses and likes to switch on defense um, when they're in man-to-man. Like we talked about, it's going to be tough for Miami with no size to be able to guard Anthony Davis, and that proved to be so the first two games. First two games, Anthony Davis had his way. LeBron James was walking to the rim, controlling the basketball game. And Miami had problems. Now, part of the issues with Miami from an X's and O's standpoint was really that they weren't rotating efficiently. And when they were rotating, when they were playing defense, the effort was there, but they weren't being sound. They weren't boxing out well enough. There wasn't enough physicality. Um, it's almost like they, like they were trying to figure out how they were going to play Anthony Davis as they were going along, because um, they went small, and as we talked about prior, Miami was going to have to get something out of Kelly Olynyk or or Myers Leonard, and they were forced into it because Bam Adebayo got hurt, which is unfortunate. Um, also Goran Dragic hurt that hurt that hurt a lot, but the blessing in disguise was that because of those injuries, it forced Jimmy Butler to be more aggressive offensively, which I thought that he needed to be in this series. And that changed the thing. But going back to just what we saw in game two, in terms of the Lakers domination, it really comes down to the Lakers are a really big team, a really big team, a really athletic team that can move. They're not slow down, type guys. So because of that, they can match Miami's speed on the perimeter and they're bigger, so basketball is a game of size and athleticism and skill. And the Lakers have them beating all three, but what they don't have, the Miami beating, they don't have Miami beating heart. They don't have Miami beat in in the mindset that it takes to win games. And so when you fast forward to Game Three, if you look at what happened with Jimmy from the get go, he's just going downhill. There wasn't really anything special about what Miami did offensively from a from a coaching standpoint. Um they, they have they they've moved the ball, they're unselfish, but the difference was that Jimmy took more of a point guard role and was attacking downhill and forcing matchups to be had. Forcing 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 the Lakers defense to have to make decisions and when they made the wrong decision, he was able to capitalize on it. And also when they decided to double or they started showing him attention, he was a willing passer hitting guys like Kelly O'Lennon for trade balls and things like that. So um, as I record, this is pre-game four. The WNBA Finals just went off. Sue Bird just got her another ring. Um, So congratulations to them. Um, But as we get into that game, I'd be interested to see what type of strategy the Lakers employed defensively um, with Jimmy Butler, being as though he's really the only person – that you got to worry about that's going to really create something f- from a that type of level. I think Tyler Harrell can score, but his buckets come in bunches off of open shots. Um, he If he gets hot, he could do some things off the bounce, but for, against the Lakers is going to be tough for him because they match up with him very well athletically. And he's going against veteran defenders that, that take pride in what they do that want to go out and lock him down. Like Danny green and KCP and, Marcus Morris and them cats, man, they're not here for Tyler Hero going off. You know what I mean? They're not, they not here for it. So it's going to be tough for him. So if he does go off, well, you know, more power to him. But Jimmy is going to need help. I think they're going to – I think if I'm the Lakers, I would do less switching, honestly, on those screens. Like LeBron was, you know, letting him switch into KCP and letting him switch into uh, Alex Alex Caruso. And he was abusing those matchups because they're too small for him they're too small for him. So if LeBron and, and, and Marcus Morris and, 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 uh, excuse me. And, uh, Danny Green are going to check him. They need to check him, you know, outright and go from there. So that's kind of what I see in the, with the finals, man. I, I still have the series going to six. So Miami, you know, winning this game doesn't do anything to my pick. Um, this is a pivotal game for them. They, they, they have to win this game. Um, it's, but I think LeBron's going to come out game five and, and insert his will on this game. I think he sees this as an opportunity to kind of seal the deal. He's been on a mission. Um, I think, and it back to what I said about Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis plays. Well, there's nothing Miami can do. It took my, it took Anthony Davis playing one of the worst basketball games of his career for Miami to win. And so I don't see that happening two games in a row. If it does, then, then Miami has a shot. But if AD's back to his 20, 25 to 35 point range that he's been at, (laughs) God bless Miami, man. It's a wrap, uh, in terms of tonight's game. Um, so moving, moving, moving right along, moving right along. Um, it was an interesting week, um, this past week in sports, uh, with COVID-19. Um, and we got to juxtapose the two, the two organizations. What the NBA's done, um, and what the NFL is currently doing. And obviously, the NFL is a bigger, a bigger organization in terms of players. So it's going to be obviously tougher. And then what you need to to run an NFL team, you just need more bodies from equipment guys, managers, um, coaches, players, practice squad players. It's just so much that you need to make an NFL team go. Um, and so that also increases the cost to keep an NFL team safe. Um, you know, so the NBA can go to a bubble and make that work in, in Orlando. The NFL, not so much. I, ideally, maybe you would think they could do some clusters or something of that nature to where you could keep guys in the same same area or do a division cluster early. And kind of see how that how that would work. Um, if it were if it were up to me, uh, you know, doing logistics. Obviously, they, the people in the NFL got people that pay, get paid way more money than I do to do that. But I would have started with the division games first, and kept everybody in a bubble there. Whether you chose to do the games in Philly or New York or wherever in the NFC East you have an ability to control the environment. And since there's no fans anyway, there's really not a disadvantage per for any of the teams, um, depending on as far as if you have it in the home spot. So if you could have found like a neutral area for everybody. So like say the NFC East, the NFC East, their hub can be in Baltimore, right? So you bring everybody into Baltimore, all the NFC East is there. The hotels in Baltimore—they close everything off. They they could they could split the use of the, the facilities around there. Um, being as though you know the high schools, most high schools aren't playing and things like that. You could find facilities and let them practice and play up play all the, the 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 games there and kind of rotate the clusters. The same thing for everywhere around the league. That's just an idea I had. Obviously, it's easier said than done. But the way they're doing it now is clearly not working. Um, just from a there's too many variables, whether from going home, going to the grocery store, um, what your what your your family members you're doing, where your wife is going, what your kids are doing. If your kids have to go to school, what what they're bringing home. Uh, so you see, a, the, you know, half of the Titans got it. Um, Cam Newton got it. Luckily, he was the only person in on New England got it, so they were to play. Yes, uh, they were able to play yesterday, and that was a game they could have easily won uh, if Cam Newton plays. Um but that's kinda where we're kinda where we're at, man. So I think the most interesting from the NFL this weekend is that we might can have a delay in the NFL season, man, if they don't get it together from a logistical standpoint. Um and the race has already started, so whatever the protocols that they have, and we're not all privy to the specifics of the protocol besides what we see it they have to fix it and get better and tighten up on things, man, because the NBA is about to be over. You know what I mean? Baseball is about to be over. So the, pretty soon, the only thing we're going to have is football. And so and so, they got to get it together, man. I, it, it was rough. It was rough in quarantine without any sports. And I'm not excited for that to go back that way. So the NFL needs to get it together. But I digress, man. Um, I think the most interesting thing we saw this week, um from a from a game standpoint that I that I really took interest in was the Chicago Bears man um two things really occurred in that game for for me um as I watched that game the Colts defense is really really good and Matt Nagy isn't as good as a play caller as he thinks he is um I think I think it took a while for him to get in the play-calling rhythm to get Nick Nick Foles comfortable. Um, I think the Chicago Bears uh, wide receivers, they let him down a little bit. Um, mind you, I picked that game. I picked the, the Bears to beat the Colts. Um, it was a home game. Colts' offenses looked putrid. Um, I was not expecting Nick Foles to come out there and lay the egg that he did, but as I was watching the game and looking at what they were doing offensively, I just wasn't impressed with the play-calling. Um I'd be interested to see what some of my uh Bears uh my Bears fans friends uh think about it. Um because I, I just wasn't impressed with the play call. I thought the Bears defense played solid, but either the Colts defense is really amazing or Nick Foles just had a dud of a game. Um and if I miss Trubisky I'd be sitting on the sideline like y'all took me out for this nonsense, like it's not even really me. Like coach, you can't call plays and my receivers aren't as good as uh you, you think they are. But I will say Allen Robinson is a stud. He played, He, I, I like him. I think he's top 15 in the league. Um, I think Jimmy Graham can still play. I think Nick Foles will get him going. But it was just interesting to see how that game went. I wasn't expecting the game to go that that way. Um, Another thing that I really thought that was really interesting to watch was Carson Wentz versus the 49ers. Um, and say what you want, the 49ers were depleted but so are the Eagles. And just something I just notice about Carson, man, it's when he's playing with guys that that uh, aren't as talented, it seems to me that he plays a little bit better um, as of recent. Because um, even last year, if you look back to last year, you know, the, the, the season was going kind of how it is now. You know, we was losing games we weren't supposed to lose. Um, a lot of mistakes being made. He wasn't uh turning the ball over at that at that higher rate, but um, it seems as though once once uh Alshon went out and and more guys was just out, he started to play better, and they played through Miles Sanders, and they used Greg Ward, and Greg Ward was able to come along, and no names off the practice wise was making plays, and so Carson did the same thing um against the Forty ers he, he showed why people had faith in him. But he didn't play extremely well. I give his performance a, a B minus to B. But I just thought it was interesting the dynamic of how he looked versus the Niners versus how he looked in the beginning of the season. And whether it's something metal, if he, you know, throwing caution to the wind and not being worried about injury, just going out and playing ball. Because it seemed like he's running a little bit more now. Um, I think he just has to go out and play ball, throw caution to the win. If you get injured, so be it. The football gods didn't have love for you that day. If you got injured, so be it, man. You just got to go out and play ball. Um, the defense, Darius Slade has been a great addition. Um, can't wait to get Avante Maddox back. That's going to really be, be really huge for us. That's going to help us a lot, but our defensive line is playing. It's starting to play better. The more and more those guys get in shape, the more and more they'll, they'll be fu- They'll be fine. Um, Linebacking core is a lot to be desired. We did get a practice squad guy get an interception and pick six because Nick Mullins threw it right to him. I don't know what that read was. They were playing cover three. They ran the hooks. You know you have to get it under, over top of that linebacker that's buzzing into that to that flat zone, that that <laughs> that flat hook zone, and he threw it dead at him like it. I don't know what he was looking at. And you see Coach Shanahan said, "Come sit by me, son. He brought him right to him like, "Yo, listen, bro, you can't make those throws." I designed it, he was open, and you throw it right to him, come sit by me. And C.J. Beathard almost came in and, and, and got them on a nice little comeback trail. So um, it was great to see George Kittle back. I think he's the best tight end in the league right now, best thing going. Um, he's super explosive. I love what he brings to the table. Helped me to a fantasy football win. <laughs> so we'll take it. Um, and then moving forward, the, the other game, that was really interesting to me as well is the Carolina Panthers and the Arizona Cardinals. I think it's time for all of us to take the Panthers a little serious. Their, de- their defense is awful. Let's be clear. Their defense is bad, but Teddy Bridgewater has got them guys playing football. Like they believe they can win. And when you look at a team from that standpoint, that believes they can win and are following the quarterback, you could you could see it, you could see it. Teddy Teddy's for you know for four straight weeks now has shown he can move the ball. He he could he has enough weapons even with C, with C Mac out. Mike Davis is running the football competently. Curtis Samuel is is out there. DJ Moore is out there. Robbie Anderson that quartet one that's a lot of that's a lot of speed right there. They those guys can really move. But those three guys are really dynamic. So that allows that allows Teddy to stretch the field when the opportunity is there. You can't crowd them and crowd the box and crowd down because Robbie Anderson can take the take the top off the defense with ease. So can DJ Moore. So that allows Teddy to, to throw those those dig routes and those drag routes that he likes to do, those mesh concepts that he likes to do and, and keep keep everything moving on time. And Teddy's always been a good quarterback, you know. I mean, barring the injury he had, he, he'd he be a top 15 quarterback. I don't, I'm not sure if I will say he'd be a perennial Pro Bowl or anything like that, but he's shown that he could make a Pro Bowl, that he can take a team to the playoffs. And that NFC South is getting interesting because the Saints, as I told you guys before, I thought the Saints were, weren't going to be the cream of the crop in that division, and my prediction is holding true. Um, I think they're going to end up getting it together once Mike Thomas gets back. I think they'll make the playoffs. Don't Don't get what I'm saying twisted. Um, but I just didn't think that the saints were going to be the best team in that division. I thought Tampa Bay was going to be the best team in that division. That's holding true for now, but there's a lot of injuries going on in Tampa. Leonard Fournette is hurt. Shady was banged up this past weekend. God, Chris Godwin, he's banged up. He has a hammy and you know how that goes. Mike Evans seems like he's getting hurt every week. So, and then OJ Howard, it looks like he tore his Achilles. That's tough. Uh, so now they they're going to be heavily relying on Gronk, who looks old to me. Um he looks like he he's 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 a little frail. He still has to bulk back up. Cameron Brake could play. He's a solid tight end. So they'll still have those two guys at the tight end spot, but um we'll see man. They're going to have to weather that storm injury wise. And if Chris is uh, not Chris, uh Chris, God, excuse me, Chris Godwin or Mike Evans goes out for an extended period of time, I wouldn't be surprised if we heard a a, a rumor or a whisper of Tom Brady saying, "Hey, what about Antonio Brown?" cuz he's still out there. Um he's serving an 8-game suspension. Um I'm not sure how the suspension works is is he suspended for these first 8 games now even though he's not signed or is he is he uh, is like is he able to play at the, in a week 8? So week 8 comes, boom, he's been suspended. Can he play or does it does it start when somebody signs him? Um so in the in the it's not in the Instagram but in the uh YouTube comments man somebody let me know cuz I I'm, I'm not sure of that um I don't see any material on that, on how that works cuz Antonio Brown's been kind of out of sight out of mind but I think somebody's going to end up picking him up man with all these injuries somebody of that talent somebody's going to going to risk it and and bring him in and and kind of see I would have thought that the Texans would have did that a couple weeks ago Um, But now it's too late. (laughs) Bill O'Brien got fired. I thought he should have got fired in the summer. That Hopkins trade was idiotic, stupid, moronic, remedial, all the synonyms for dumb. Like you don't give up a running back. Excuse me. You don't trade for a running back with a top three receiver and only get a second round pick swap. And another second round pick in return. After you done traded all your draft picks to get Laramie Tunstall. After you only got a third round pick for Jadavion Clowney. After you let Dwayne Brown go for nothing basically. Like it's just amazing what he did to himself as a coach. Because I don't think he's that bad of a coach. Um, extra I think he could be a better play caller. Um, I think. He could do a better job of getting, getting his quarterbacks in a better rhythm. But if that all these New England guys, man, they they think that God gets the earth, man. Look at Mac Patricia in Detroit. Detroit was a nine and seven football team prior to him getting there, but that wasn't good enough, so they fired Jim Caldwell. And I could say, you know, if they didn't think Jim Caldwell was going to get him, you know, over the hump, okay, cool. But Matt Patricia's been there, and he's done nothing but lose. He's like ten and twenty five. And he still has a job. He needs to be fired. If they if Detroit doesn't make the playoffs at the end of this year with all the talent that they have in a division that that where Minnesota's down this year, like Minnesota's down. They, you know, they might be able to turn it around. The season's still young and they have the talent to do so offensively. And once Mike Zimmer gets a defense together, maybe they could do something. But Detroit, there should be no reason why you can't sneak and get a wild card. Look how bad the NFC East is. You, you can't tell me that the AFC West or the NFC South is going to get three teams each <laughs> into the playoffs. So that can't happen. So Detroit should be able to step up and do something. If not, I think Matt Patricia should be fired um, and let him go back to Bill Belichick and be a defensive coordinator or whatever it is he does. But all of those Belichick guys, they go elsewhere. Charlie Weiss, Romeo Cornell, Josh McDaniels, Matt Patricia, and they they go somewhere else and be sorry. Now Mike Vrabel he's doing well, he's off the tree. adjacent uh Mike Vrabel, um, I don't I don't think he really would coached under the Belichick tree per se, to to where he, you know, he'll be claimed under that tree. But I guess since he played in New England, he'll be claimed. But Mike Vrabel is really the only one who's really having uh, success that I think is going to hold up. So. That's so. That's it on on the NFL. It's going to be interesting to see how this rest of the season per- plays out with the injuries continuing to mount, COVID nineteen happening now. God, like I said before, man. I hope I hope the NFL the, they they figure it out, man. Get guys get keep guys clean, and and the season can go on. Um, because it's, we're 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 almost going into a to to an anniversary of when covid really started happening man into the fall last year we started hearing the stories we're at the anniversary of that and moving moving right along what a perfect segue right into music music segment brought to you by go hard for life entertainment up-and-coming record label out of atlantic city new jersey shout out to my god juice aka anthony young shout out to my guy guru They're doing big things out there. Got a lot of young artists trying to come up out here. So check them out on Instagram. Go hard for life ENT. Um, But we're moving right along into the music. So Mr. Tiller. Bryson Tiller. Bryson Tiller. So a couple weeks back. I talked about on the pod. He dropped a deluxe of Trap Soul. After keeping us waiting for a million years. For new music. And. So he releases, hey, you know, we got another album coming. I'm like, all right, cool. So he just was, he was just trying to build a buzz, right? So the couple of tracks, now the tracks he had on there, the extra tracks on on the deluxe was cool. I enjoyed a couple of them. One of them made it into one of my playlists. But other than that, you know, it was same old same. And then Anniversary comes out. Now it was a bunch of music that came out Friday. Um, so Anniversary comes out. And so I tap in. I tap in and I'm, I'm going to keep it a bean. That album was mid <laughs> average. C plus work. Now, I will say it's early. I've listened to it three times. But none of them was in the car. Um. So I like this I like to sit I like to sit in music in a couple places man but normally you know once I put it on my my beats or my bows and I sit down and, and, and relax and just vibe out to it that's normally the, my best time to listen but sometimes you got to hear certain things in the car sometimes and I'm gonna give this a shot in the car but the tracks that stood out to me I like the I like the out of time uh, record with Drake. Um, I like the, I like the always forever record a little bit, but other than that, man, for it to been that long and you not be able to come up with something better than that, man, I'm, I'm just disappointed, man. And that might be why I feel like it's submit. So let me know in the comments what you guys think. Um, I I maybe I could be judging it harshly, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't impressed, man. I just got to be honest. I, I wasn't impressed. I wasn't impressed. So moving, moving, moving right on so that can, that's obviously not going to be my album of the week. That's that's out. Out of here for that. Out of here for that. But moving, moving moving along um a nice surprising little project that I thought was solid that I saw it was solid was Savage Mode 2. 21 Savage Metro Boomin narrated by the honorable Morgan Freeman. So that shows what type of pool he has. He was able to make that happen. He was able, he was able to get the Honorable Morgan Freeman on there to talk that talk. This the, the uh, skit with uh, talking about snitches and rats is a classic. Um, he he elocuted that perfectly. Um, I think I hope that settles the debate. But the music is good. Um, I still needed to give it a few more listens. I'm not the Biggest 21 Savage fan. So that's not really my type of vibe, but in terms of just turning the album on, giving it, giving it a couple listens, I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was solid. I thought it was a really good project. Um, one of his better, his one of his better projects to date. I I thought, um, and then another good project that came out, um, Mariah Carey dropped some good music for my R and B heads. Um, but this is really pop art. She she remastered a bunch of music, put up, put out, put out, put out a, a a few tracks. And so listening to that, I've always been a big Mariah Carey fan. Um, as a kid, she was my first crush back in the day. So you know, I already know how I give it up for for Mariah. But it was good to hear those, hear the hear, hear the music. Um, I didn't make it all the way through the thirty two tracks. Um, but just going through the going through the records and hearing some of the things, some of the acoustic versions, and some of the some of the records. Um, it was good to hear sound, you know, sounded like classic Mariah Diva Mariah Carey. So, you know, we're always here for that as a culture, the best rap album of the week that came out. It's not my album pick of the week, but it's the, but hands down the best, uh, uh, rap album that came out this week. Sorry, 21 Savage. You didn't do it. You didn't do it for me. And you guessed it. Yeah you know I mean you know what time it is. You know what I mean? Griselda came out. West Side Gun to be more specific. Who made the sunshine? Um That album was crazy. That album was this album is crazy. So the intro goes right into the butcher, the the Butcher and the Blade featuring Benny, Benny and Conway on that thing. I <laughs> We, I've always had arguments with my guys about who's the best in, in Griselda, man. My opinion, for my money, is Benny. A lot of people say Conway, but i tell you what, man. It might be my bias, Sean, but Benny smoked that. Benny smoked that. Then you go right into Ishka Bibbles, talking that Philly talk with Black Thought. It was just great. It was just great music, man. It was just great music. Um, I I, uh, downloaded Armani Caesars Project, but I haven't listened to it yet. But after listening to West Side Gus Project and hearing her on her features, it makes me want to be able to go check that out um, and see what she's talking about. Because I was impressed with, with with how she sounded, her flow, her voice, what she brought to the table. And then if the features on there just fit Yeah, um, on Ocean Prime, he has Slick Rick and Buster Rhymes talking, talking that talk. The Frank Murphy record with Stove God Cooks and and Flea Lord. Those two really stood out to me. Smoke Dizzers on that. He bodied his verse. He also has another feature with Slick Rick on it that was crazy. And the '98 Sabres record to close out with Benny the Butcher and Conway was fire as well. Um, Just really, just really a good project. Good music, good beats. Um, Really, really elite level rapping in my opinion. Um, so if you're if you're a rap fan and you like lyrics and you like greasy talk with, with that, with that, with that type of feel, that was that's the project for you. That 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 project was hard on the rap side. But my album of the week, my album of the week, when it's all said and done by Giveon, um, really great project. And it's not even really an album. It's an EP. It's four songs. So easy to get through. Um if you're not familiar with Giveon, he was on uh the Chicago Freestyle and when to say when snippet that came out in quarantine with Drake with the with the video when he shows the shows the compound um he he's the 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 singer on on those on that record and I'll tell you what man, after I heard him on that, I went and checked him out and so I was aware of his pro- his music his music was good, but this this particular project right here, this EP it's fire, man. Um, the 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 stuck on you. I I love that record. The the snow with Snow Allegra and Snow Allegra's been killing everything lately. By the way, um, every feature she's on, she's smoking. Um, as far as on the R and B side, but all four of those albums that 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 goes. I I need a four more songs, four to five more songs off of that. You might as well call it the debut album. But you know everybody does the EP thing nowadays, so I guess he wants to build his base. But those are s four quality songs. Um, and from the R and B side, he smoked. He smoked Bryson Tiller's boots. Smoked his boots. So if you gonna go, if you would, if Bryson Tiller would have gone away and gave me this, you wouldn't have heard a complaint out of me. But he went away and gave me that buffoonery of the highest order hogwash to be more specific um but yeah so album so album of the week uh EP of the week when it's all said and done by Givion, check that out I think the standout track on there is, is stuck on you um and a close second is gonna be the last time featuring Snow Allegra so check that out on your iTunes uh also check me out on iTunes um, I have a whole bunch of playlists that you can tune into. I'm thinking about doing a podcast playlist. I'm not sure how I'm a how I'm gonna do that. Whether or not I just update it weekly, or I just start making a a playlist of like my recommendations and kind of going kind of going from there. But um, I think I think uh that's something that we should do. But anyways, just plug in my Apple Music. is J underscore Howard two. Um. And you can check me out. Check me out on there and, and, and listen and, and and vibe to what I'm vibing to and see what see what's see what's really going on there. Um but yeah, guys. Um I hope everybody has a good week. Uh make sure you guys check out the music, man. That was a lot of really good music that came out. And then make sure you guys hit the comments and let me know what you guys think. Um hit the comments. Make sure you like and subscribe on the YouTube page. Um, I really want to get the YouTube really rolling, get that off the ground. Um, I'm gonna have more content coming soon on the YouTube page. Um, be able to break down some more things, some more pop culture things, and just have a, a offshoot uh, that's not as specific to sports, and then be able to have some conversations with people um, and be able to bring some people into the conversations, and you know, and just grow the platform and 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 build a build a, a community of. You know, like-minded people, or different-minded people from all walks of, of all all walks of life, and we could chop it up, talk our talk, you know what I mean, and and enjoy it. You know what I mean, some good some good adult adult talk. So, um, I appreciate you for checking out. Again, you can find me at SFG Pod Sport Excuse me, SFG Sports Pod on Instagram, or J underscore Howl Two on Instagram. Uh, follow the movement, man. Tap in. Uh, share it. And and let's and let's grow. All right, I'm out.